I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Music In My Life with me, Laura Wright, the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel that way? This week's guest is a fellow podcast host and her podcast called Growing Up Female welcomes young, inspirational women to talk about the highs and lows of growing up in a world where, let's face it, social media is definitely top dog. Before this, Connie Simmons' journey began on social media. In November 2016, she underwent a huge personal transformation, embarking on a weight loss and health eating journey and documenting this closely on Instagram. This has led to her very own cookbook, How Cool, called Healthy Forever, full of delicious healthy recipes and she's a mum like me. So basically, she's ridiculously busy and I'm so grateful for her time today. Connie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Oh, I nearly cried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know why like I'm I, I'm feeling so overwhelmed with being a mum and work at the moment that like it's so important to remind yourself of what you have achieved because like I feel like mums give themselves such a hard time and I always feel like I'm not doing enough so that was just a lovely reminder of how far I've come so thanks Laura and thanks for having me no, it's a pleasure. And you're so right. I think it's so important to remind ourselves we so often forget to appreciate what's going on in that moment. And especially like you've said, being a mum, I totally get it. I talk to my friends all the time at the moment about that kind of feeling of guilt and how even if you take that those few minutes to do something for yourself you feel incredibly guilty that then that's going to have a knock-on effect for your for your child um and I, I wonder for you you know this year like for all of us has been such a strange year like how has it been for you being a mum and kind of your um how's your situation kind of changed I guess with lockdown and, and how have you found it all um I feel like um well it, Macy's went from um being she turned one in April so at the start of lockdown so she from a one-year-old to an 18 month old um and like she's changed and grown so much she's learned to walk she's talking like it's crazy the development in that time and I feel lucky that I've been there to see it so much it's kind of forced me to like um have a longer maternity leave which I know not everyone's lucky enough to have and some people feel like they've like their maternity has been taken from them because I, I'm self-employed it just forced me to have that time with her and I've been able to see every single step and milestone so in that sense it's been amazing 
um, to have that time with her. But then on the other hand, she hasn't had that interaction with other children that, you know, I really want her to have. Um, I've had days where I've just like been so low and I've hated that she's had to see that or be around that. Um, obviously there's that financial worry. Like I've always been financially independent and then I know it's not just me, but from my own situation, like, um, you know, worrying about finances, what's going to happen, not being able to sell my flat. So there's been a lot of stresses, but I'm just trying to take the good from it all. And it's made me appreciate the little things so much more like, um, you know, really buying a new outfit for every single time you go out is it really necessary like all those things that we thought were so important like getting my nails done all the time like I mean I couldn't care less anymore yeah I so I completely agree with you like learning the uh, home manicure and pedicure has been a an interesting journey for me but (laughs) (laughs) I have to say through a bit of trial and error I totally agree I don't think I would actually go back to somewhere to do that unless it was for a special occasion or something you know like before going on holiday which let's face it we never know when that's going to be either so yeah um, exactly yeah I completely agree with you and I, I wanted to ask you as well as I mentioned you know you documented your incredible transformation and journey on social media and you obviously really really open and and public about it like did you find that quite scary or did you find you got you know you got strength from it because I know you talk a lot about I guess the sort of community that social media can create and the support from that but how how did you find it when you were starting out on that journey? For me it gave me strength obviously it was more pressure which I don't I don't personally shy away from like I think that the world has become a little bit soft in some ways and like anything you say is going to offend someone and I'm like I was just I just felt like right by me sharing it with this many people or by Bradley my brother showing on his page was even more people it gave me that drive and determination to get to where I wanted to get to and I think that you know I'm someone that that needs that and I thrive off that um so um that was all good and like 90% of the time it's all positive like feedback and encouragement which is really good and so for me it wasn't scary and I just and I also felt like I think I feel like I was like one of the first people that I know that showed like a real body um in the fitness sector um that wasn't common um like you only saw like six packs and like really lean females in the fitness industry and when I was being called a fitness influencer it was like for me it was like I felt proud because I didn't look like the other girls yeah I was fit I was fitter than some of them in some of the classes I'd go to so you know I felt proud to share that and that's what's led me onto my body confidence journey because I wouldn't class myself as a fitness influencer anymore because I'm still trying to get fit after having Macy but in that moment of time you know it was a proud moment for me. But I think that's really important as well. You know, I know how I felt that for me personally, fitness has always been really important for my own mental health. And so it's become so much more than just the, um, 
the kind of materialistic side of it or mm, the, the image yeah. yeah the aesthetic of it exactly and I think for me I know when I go to the gym I come out feeling just so much better about myself and my mental state and then I can kind of focus on so mm. much more and and have so much more sort of time and capacity mm. um for other people and obviously especially when like you say you become a mum as well it's I think it's really important to do that in your own time but also mm. recognize that it doesn't have to be about the physical gains it's yeah. it's actually even more so about the, the the mental gains and the mental side of it you know yeah for um, sure yeah definitely it's so nice to hear that as well and I think also lots of people will take strength from you being so open and honest on social media and of course you'll always get you know the odd person and the odd troll but I think actually you know what you're doing is really powerful um and obviously as I mentioned as well you, you know it led to having your own book for people who don't know about your book like tell me a little bit about it and and what it kind of involves so without knowing there was a um a publishing house was um following my journey and they waited sort of six months before approaching me because I think they wanted to make sure this wasn't just like a fad or it wasn't an unhealthy weight loss journey because there's so many of those and um yeah they approached me and um I couldn't believe it and I just wanted to create like a Bridget Jones style book for women like a real life book um about my journey and it's called healthy forever the happiest weight loss book ever which I love because in a meeting I was just like you know weight loss doesn't have to be miserable um because when you associate weight loss you think of dieting and then you think of like salads and then you just it's just a miserable depressing yeah, basically things thing. like being taken away from you rather yeah than, you, you yeah. think about restriction you think about all those things and that's where the name come from but now I kind of wish I took the sort of like you know self-care it's like a self-care book in a way because you know like focusing solely on weight loss isn't isn't always good like there's so much more to it but when you dig into the book and you sort of delve into it you'll see that it's so much more than just weight loss it's about mental health it's about feeling confident in your body it's about not comparing yourself and I literally write a letter the book opens to me writing a letter to my 16 year old self um about you know reassuring her that she is beautiful and even though she's curvier than her friends you know you know it doesn't you know mean that she's any less beautiful than them and um because that's how I felt I was an early developer at school like I had I was a 34 c in year year eight you know um but I brings its own challenges as well yeah absolutely my friends would be like I really want to go and do sport but I don't actually have a sports bra I don't like this is actually really painful for my back Mm. and really uncomfortable and people just didn't understand no I don't even think sports bras were really a thing they were just yeah exactly I think she wore like three three yeah I was your friend like that was me and (laughs) and a PE teacher actually said in in a session a mixed session with boys after doing a hundred meter sprint, I was really sporty. I was like netball captain. I played for county. I was in the football team. Like I think I got the highest score across the whole year, including boys in in practical. Yes, so funny. really sporty. But the teacher he 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 turned around and said after the hundred meter sprint, you need to go and get a sports bra on. And I had one oh on. My God. I wanted the ground to swallow me up. And it's yeah. little comments like that that you know just just knocked my confidence and and it affected my love for sport because I just I was became conscious when I was performing um but yeah so I talk about all these things that have that led to me becoming like a serial fad dieter um 
on the verge of trying to make myself sick I would count the carbs in vegetables and any any vegetable that had too many carbs or natural sugars like was just off the list and like it was just ridiculous and um yeah and then and then how I obviously came out of that and and um a, a scare at the doctor not a scare but I went to the doctors because I wasn't well and I, for a year I'd been trying to lose weight um and this time I was like exercising and just eating better and I wasn't fed diet but I wasn't losing weight and I basically had a stomach infection and then I did an over I did a full body checkup and I had um fatty liver and fat my organs were surrounded fat and I was overweight so I was um you know much bigger than I should be and I wasn't comfortable either um and I was just like why have I got fatty liver how does that happen then I was almost like like oblivious to like my lifestyle and what I was doing and he was like Connie you you need to get healthy you need to lose weight and the doctor just said it to me and I know a lot of people hate when the doctor tells them that they need to lose weight and I just think that is also another issue but I don't want to go into too much because I'll probably end up receiving loads of hate messages but but it's proven scientifically proven that you know being overweight and carrying weight in certain areas especially around your belly and around your organs is detrimental to your health if it's not right now but in the long term and I'm someone that loves life my nan and granddad are like in their 80s and my granddad passes my dad and he's an inspiration to me so strong and fit and healthy and I want I want to be that person when I'm 80 years old and I thought what am I doing to myself I'm 23 years of age and I've got high levels of fat around my liver my heart like what are you doing like so not only was I miserable in how I looked but my actual health was being affected by it for what like eating two chocolate croissants in the morning on the way to a client and and like well it becomes habit doesn't it yeah it becomes habit like I know even I'm thinking about when I felt you know I think when I was um pregnant and because I felt sick it became total habit for me to just go and like smash into three croissants every morning Mm. I was like I don't don't really need to do that but it was like that comfort of yeah like I I had it and and then it it becomes a habit very quickly and that can be you know you can also have it the other way if we take it to the other extreme where people over exercise and because that becomes a habit and an addiction in itself so yeah I think and I want to ask you as well you know do you feel now as well that you've got beautiful Macy do you feel that sort of stronger responsibility in a way as well to make sure you're you're super healthy for her as she grows up oh absolutely she's like my driving force she's my motivation like obviously I'm a massive believer that when you become a mum she's my number one priority she's my world but if I don't look after myself then how do I look after her properly so I don't feel guilty about doing things for myself. I don't feel guilty for working out for half an hour in the morning with her running around me. And sometimes she moans because I'm not giving her attention, but I'm like, this is for you because once I've done this, I'm ready to start the day and I'm going to be in a good mood. And I think um, it's taken me like up until sort of the last month to really find that motivation and find that um because well six months of lockdown I don't know what was happening I I think like everyone was all over the place and I actually I was like comfort eating and everything so I've gotten out gotten out of that rut and I'm now in this headspace where everything is for her and I don't want to talk about calories in front of her I don't want her to know that I'm losing weight I just want her to see an active mummy that's happy and healthy that eats a variety of foods without restriction like I'm an example to her um 
so yeah starting from now because she picks up everything like when I'm exercising she's joining in and stuff and I think that's really important yeah I love that okay so I mean we could talk about this for days I know let's no it's fine I love it let's segue into music but of course you know part of your I'm guessing part of your training and that journey for you did you find music was a source of inspiration as well has it been like has music been important to you throughout your life or has it been particularly during that period where you know you began that sort of journey in fitness I mean, music is like, what would the world be without music? And it's funny because I'm not, I'm the worst singer. I used to play, I got put into violin and I was absolutely useless. So I've got an Irish heritage. My nan and granddad are Irish and they live on my road. And um, um, I've been brought up um, heavily influenced by my Irish background. So we were put into like the tin whistle. And then once you were good enough on the tin whistle, you got promoted to violin. I was crap like I'm I I don't have a musical bone in my body I'll be totally honest with you my partner Ricky he can kind of sing he if you play a song like he knows who's who it's by and he knows the words like he's so musical and he's so into his music I'm someone that used to ask her friend to download her songs from iTunes onto her iPod so like I like my friend's music oh can you just download them onto my iPod as well and if I learned a new song, it would be because I just put the radio on in the car. So I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not someone that like actively looks for new singers and act like in that sense. But when I've gone for a breakup or when I'm in the gym or, um, you know, like pregnant with Macy, there's songs that like stick with me. And when I sing them in the car and no one's listening, like they, it makes me feel so good. And that's what music does, you know, I think that's why I wanted to talk to people about their experience of, of how music makes them feel, because it can it can bring up so many strong emotions. And like, exactly, as you've just said, you know, it can like punctuate those moments in your life. And hearing that song will just take you back to a really specific time and place or even like a smell in your mind. Like if it's, I always think about Christmas and uh, myself and my husband got married uh, very close to Christmas. And now like the smell of mulled wine or, you know, mm. any. yeah it's nostalgia isn't it yeah exactly and I love that it's so nice to be able to have that kind of that nostalgic kind of takes you back of those memories back in time I love that um but let's jump into it so as you know we um I ask you eight questions you've chosen four of those questions four songs and this first one is a song that reminds you of good times um this is, an, I mean, probably one of the best cover songs out there by the incredible Amy Winehouse. Tell me why this song reminds you of, of such happy times. Um, well, it reminds me of from the age of sort of 16 to probably, actually probably younger, but I don't know if I should say that. I used to go out um, with friends at sort of 14, 15 because I looked a bit Little older. Fake ID. Yeah, fake ID, <laughs> like talking my way into the local bar like with braces like trying to not reveal my braces (laughs) but that came out when we were I was yeah around that age I've got like all my friends are different ages but we'd go out and when that song came on we would just hit the dance floor and we would all sing it and we had the same dance moves and when you asked me that question that was the song that came to mind like and when it comes on now I have flashbacks of our nights out um, you know when like everyone wore foundation that was too dark for their skin tone because they wanted to look brown yeah. rather than the old like tide tide mark tide mark yeah oh like god <laughs> like it was that sort of era when everyone used to have curly hair but a dead straight fringe 
Um, <laughs> but like, like there was no, there was nothing to worry about apart from like who snogged who, and you know it was really carefree. Even though in that time it was like probably like so much drama, but when you look back, you just think, oh, it's so hilarious. And that song, I'd say, would be the song that just rep- represented a time before mortgage. I had a mortgage and kids, and you know all I had to worry about was you know finding 20 quid to go out on a Friday yeah. night <laughs> yeah and just like you say that thing of you know the the gossip of the night before yeah and how it would become so dramatic but actually yeah. at the end of the day it was just you'd, you'd kind of long for that sort of drama right now oh, I know yeah exactly <laughs> when life was simple but yeah no exactly let's go back there now then let's let's go back to those days and have a little listen of some of this track Valerie by Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson Nice. I love oh it. God, I, was I, was, I was proper dancing then. <laughs> uh, such a good chat. So um, a little bit of information about that one released 2007, but it was obviously originally written and recorded and performed by the Zootons, uh, it, which was in 2006. And then Mark Ronson produced this very cool new version with lead tracks from the late, great Amy Winehouse. Um, and also, I didn't realise this about Amy Winehouse. She's never had a number one. Did you know that? <gasps> Wow. I know I know and you think about outrageous it is outrageous isn't it and I I, obviously when I knew that this was one of your tracks as well I was I was watching some of her live performances and I don't know this is I don't know if you've ever seen her live or watched some of them obviously Mm. there's so much you can find now online but I always feel this weird sort of like such a sadness but also a bit of kind of guilt for watching her because I felt like she was so alive on stage but also I felt like I was sort of watching someone fall apart at the same time it's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking I I, were you kind of is it this song alone that you loved or did you kind of were you a big fan of her oh no I was definitely a fan like my my mum and dad were a fan as well like we have her albums and stuff and um yeah back to black like so much of her music it's made me want to listen to it today but like there was so much soul and like that all that those emotions she was feeling you could hear it in her voice when she sung and I think that's what that was so amazing about her but you know I just wish that you know she didn't have to go through what she went through yeah and I think it's I also find myself whenever there is an opportunity as well um to choose like a a karaoke song this is a hundred percent one of those it is it is are you a fan of karaoke? You said you're terrible. Oh my god, singing, no! But... Do you know what? I, I I like to. I'll watch everyone, or I'd have to be really drunk. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like some people can't sing and they don't care, and they'll still sing. I feel so embarrassed by how bad my voice is. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know whether it's because my I don't know my mum my dad probably used to take the mick at me growing up, but I've got his terrible monotone singing voice. But um, no, you can't you can't beat a bit of karaoke. And but that's the point. That's the point of karaoke, Connie. You can I know it's the point. But I don't, maybe I'm, I always try and be the best at things. And maybe it's one thing I just know I'll never be the best at. So I just watch and laugh. <laughs> See, look, this, this is like this is where I get the, the hatred. Because if someone goes like, go on, go and sing. And I'm like, well, no, because if I pretend. 
pretend to be bad yeah. at singing, that's insulting. If I sing it well, <laughs> that's everyone's going to hate me for doing that. Yeah. And then I remember I did a karaoke competition when we were on holiday and I didn't realise it was a competition. I thought it was just karaoke. And then they were like, and the winner is Nora. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating. That's yeah. like... That's like dance. What is it? Strictly come dancing, and they put like and having like professional lessons, right? Yeah, beforehand. yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. I get. I actually went up to the person in second. Don't worry, guys. And I said, like, you know, you should have this prize, whatever it was. Like, a oh. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Everyone's got to have a go at karaoke, definitely. And this is a good song for that because you can hide behind the chorus because everyone will join in. So yeah, no, I think this would probably definitely be up there for me. Okay, so we're going to move on to, you mentioned already your Irish heritage, which I'm absolutely with you, Connie. My brothers are called Seamus, Paddy and Liam, which normally... Oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, But this is, you've chosen this song that screams family to you. And you had two kind of traditional folk songs here, but I really want to talk about Wild Rover and what it means to you. It clearly is something so important to your family, but tell me, tell me about this song. Um, so like I was saying before, my nan and granddad, uh, my granddad's from Kerry, my nan's from Donegal, and um, I be, I did Irish dancing from the sort of age of four with my cousins, um, went on to winning like multiple championships, um, and we... No way, hang on a second, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it was an Irish dance from the age of like four to about ten, wow. six years, I think I've won, I won about eight championships. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I did love it as a kid. And then I and then I decided that I wanted to play football like my brothers. So <laughs> nice. um yeah, changed. But um so like that whole Irish thing, that obviously enhanced it as well. I learned so much more about Irish music through Irish dancing. And then my nan and granddad are so great at throwing a party. They celebrate every wedding anniversary, like go all out, and they have since we were tiny um since I can remember and um at every party it's Irish music you know we very rarely play like songs like you to me are everything and like anything other than Irish music really at their parties um and so yeah it's just sort of normal to me now but I know if you weren't Irish it would be normal to play the Wild Rover at your at your wedding anniversary um but the Wild Rover is also like my granddad's favorite song and it reminds me of him and he's like such a massive hero in our family so I picked this one in particular but I could have written a whole list but this one's a good one such it's such a great piece of music let's have a little listen to some of Wild Rover so good so good do you know I what it. i love about those irish songs is that they literally tell a story like literally like i went to the pub and i bought a beer and i drank my beer and i, I just love how like they literally <laughs> tell a whole story in the song if you really listen absolutely I couldn't agree more and I think what's so nice is that they just tell it how it is it's not Mm. kind of it's not like if you look at some of the um I don't know if you take like 
I don't know, like a massive pop act or Ariana Grande or someone like that who kind of, they think so much like, in depth yeah. of their lyrics and it's like a hidden meaning behind the song. This is yeah. actually like, this is how it is. I was yeah. in the pub. This is what <laughs> happens. I love that. And I think it, it also means that you feel like you can immediately have a connection with that song. And you can hear, even in that sort of version we just listened to, you can hear the people in the pub singing along. And yeah. Just such a great piece of music and such a kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's a real um song that that can like build a community together and I feel like that's that's what we're you know missing as well is that our Mm. pubs and and places like that we're we're not really experiencing that at the moment and Mm. I feel like this music is is made for those places yeah like this is a song where you put your arm around the person next to you and you all just sway side to side exactly yeah (laughs) you can't do that at the moment (laughs) do you think I know do you think um that I don't know if you have plans to get married but would you would your grandfather be like you need to have this at your um, oh my god Oh, when I get married, I'm having an Irish live Irish band. Are you? I was going to say, yeah, is that, is that kind of an absolute done deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll have. I'll, well, this is if I have a big wedding. Like what I want for my wedding changes all the time, but um, we'll definitely have a DJ. But I think for the first couple of hours, we definitely have like an amazing live Irish band. Like my my partner, he's not Irish. His surname's more though, but. Um, he still grew up with some Irish songs because his granddad really appreciated Irish music. And I think his great, great granddad might have been Irish and Ricky's dad loves Irish music too. So, um, you know, they really appreciate Irish music and how it just gets everyone on the dance floor. So yeah, he's well up for it as well, which is great. And I think, you know, for people as well, who always wonder about these kind of, they are traditional like folk songs and no one really knows when they were written exactly. People say it's allegedly like the 1500s or something as far back as that. So it's amazing when you hear people sing them, they genuinely are. And very much like, I suppose, the the kind of Irish culture in in lots of families where that music's just passed down from generation to generation. And it's like, it's sort of a rite of passage to know that music. Absolutely. and I also was going to say my uh, at our wedding, I couldn't get away from my now father-in-law playing the spoons, which was his sort of <laughs> contribution. <laughs> so we didn't have an Irish band, but we had him playing the spoons and singing "My Old Man." <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, do you know what? That's Ricky. Ricky loves that song as well. Gosh, but but I I I, I love that. I think it's like a great way to remember you know loved ones that have passed that are older. That you know, I I, I think it's I think it's really heartwarming. Definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so this is another song that's from your childhood, but very, very different in style. Um, I had forgotten all about this song by Crowded mm. House. I genuinely have. And this, do you listen to this still now, or is it something that just popped into your head when you were reading through the questions? Oh, I definitely would listen to like Lighthouse Family, Crowded House, all of them now. Yeah, absolutely. That this is something that comes from my dad. This song. Um, he, I used to go with him on a Saturday to work. He used to drive a place called Rice Lip. And uh, he, he, my dad works in the jewellery business and there's a jewellers there. And we used to go there and they used to let me like look through all their um, charm bracelets and stuff. And then we'd go to Woolworths and get a pick and mix um, and then come home. And this is a song that he would always play on the way there. And to the point where I would, I would then ask for it, Dad, play the one they talk about the mantelpiece um because they talk mention mantelpiece in there but, uh, I can't remember the words exactly but um and that's just stuck with me ever since I I literally get little flashbacks in my head of getting on the A40 and driving to Rice it with my dad um excited for my 
my pick a mix. Your pick a mix. I was going to say, I love that you mentioned pick a mix as well. It's such mm. an old school. And Woolworths. I mean, that, Woolworths. I mean that's, they're long gone. <laughs> I know. We all cried when Woolworths closed. Absolutely. Mm. Where will we go for our pick a mix? Um, I, I love that story as well. And so for you, is this very much about something that you would play out loud on the speakers as opposed to kind of having it in your own headphones? I probably play this in the car because that's how I remember it. And would you or play like, it to Macy now, do you think? If I was cleaning the house, I'd whack it on for sure and things like that. I mean, if I was at a party, I probably wouldn't play it. But it's, it's more something for me. You know, it's a personal thing for me. I mean, not taken away from Crowded House. I think loads of people love Crowded House. It's one of those where you you put Lighthouse Family or Crowded House, that sort of vibe at a party, and people are like, oh, my God, I love this song. I forgot about this song. Um, but they're, they're classics, really, to a lot yeah, of people. And again, that feeling of uh, people coming together, I think, like you say, you mentioned the Lighthouse family, it's very much kind of that kind of group gathering of people mm. and, and having something in common through that song is so nice. Mm. And they, they do stand the test of time. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you. Okay, well, let's think about Pick and Mix, what we choose and listen to a little bit of Weather <laughs> With You by Crowded Crowded House is like a rock pop band. They formed in Australia and there's Neil and Tim Finn, who are brothers, and they wrote that song. Um, it's got that kind of like that really, really good hook as well that so many great kind of long lasting pop songs have. Um, but I, I wonder for you, you've mentioned the pick and mix. Did those memories come back when we were just listening to it? Yeah, and I knew all the words like they just came out. They just came out of my mouth, you know, without realizing how much I knew the words definitely it's the, that scary thing with music where you sort of subconsciously take in the lyrics and then you suddenly are like I, how do I know this off yeah it comes flooding back and also dad actually if we didn't get a pick and mix he would get me a um this is what came back as well listening to it we'd get a um sausage and egg McMuffin which my mum would never have like treated me to um and a hash brown so that was like my first taste of a mcdonald's as well <laughs> oh, hash browns as well great choice it's amazing how music and food is all interlinked isn't it definitely definitely and i you know i suppose also at this point like you know now we talk about that sort of such that's an, a really kind of old school iconic song that so many people will know but do you feel like now music is harder to discover in a way because it's it's so openly available like you know you look at an app like tiktok or something it's just the music is everywhere and I, I find that quite overwhelming sometimes i don't know whether you do yeah i feel like in a way music's lost it's like um it's superstars like it's lost it's like how, how can i explain like, yeah it's oversaturated in a way and i'm like i i don't know i just don't know where to start yeah, and I think also, uh, uh, interestingly, like some of your choices are about very much the song 
in in its own right as opposed to it being you know overproduced or kind of auto-tuned or you mm. know, all those kind of clever tricks of the trade that happen yeah now. I sometimes feel like then when you see someone live and I don't know whether you go to see live music a lot but that that somehow gets changed because you're like oh it doesn't sound like how it sounded when I listened to it on the radio mm. see I, I've I've been to see the Spice Girls because I felt like it, I need a performance in like that sense I'm not a huge live concert person Ricky is um and that's where we're different like he would want to go to live concerts all the time but for me I would prefer like more intimate gigs or like a live band at a party like I I don't know I don't know what it is about I think I don't know what it is about the live music. I feel like I'm really far away. I can't even see the person. This is just like listening to their CD at home in a sense. If it was a more intimate gig, then I'm there. But those big concerts don't really do it for me. Do you know what though as well? Myself, I'm not speaking on behalf of other singers, but I, of, I often say those that the most special gigs are the ones where there are the fewest people because you can see their faces, you can see their reactions can feel that connection with them and that I think that's what makes it special and unique so I don't I don't think you're um you're wrong or 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 I think a lot of people would agree with you in that sense a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi, is back. And Series 2 has got some incredible guests lined up. Here is a little taster. People see mental illness as a weakness, but I think people with mental illness are stronger. I'm a proud gay man now. I feel proud every single day. So then I had to go about the task of trying to accept it because I wasn't going to get plastic surgery and I wasn't going to change it. You know, those moments in your life, it was like a thunderbolt. Was it really? A big time. The conversations I've been having have blown my mind and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what's to come. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss one of our amazing episodes. They will be out every Wednesday morning. That's The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi. Find it wherever you found this podcast. 
this last choice for you is a, a song for tough times, which would probably be something you'd listen to alone potentially. But tell me, tell me about this uh, Destiny's Child track, what it means to you. So I thought of this song because I thought of um, like a break. This is a song that I discovered. Uh, my first ever relationship was quite a young girl um and I was cheated on so many times by this person um and bad habit just like I could relate to so much and it gave me so much strength um to move on and to actually recognize what was happening um and I don't listen to it as much now because I'm not in that space obviously I'm with Ricky we've been together 10 years but when I when it does pop up in the car um I'll give it a little listen and I'm kind of like grateful for it and thankful for that song like it's a song that's special to me because um like I said it gave me that strength and I used to recommend it to friends like listen to this song when they were going through the same thing even if it was like a year two years later um because it helped me so much um and also like Girl by Destiny Child had a similar effect to me as well yeah, and I think there's loads of um, there's loads of kind of alleged stories with regards to literally those two songs that the girl was kind of them telling Kelly Rowland like you're in a bad relationship, and then this yeah. was like her realization of, of yeah. what was going on. And I think again, like we've talked about, similar to Wild Rover, she does actually just say it how it is. Like the yeah. first three lines are, "Are you going to apologize about the same thing? And how many times can I take you back when I'm not the one that's doing wrong?" Mm. Like it, it, you know, straight up exactly mm. what feel like is happening when you're in one of those bad relationships mm. isn't it yeah absolutely and these this is definitely a song that I would listen to on my own um for sure but yeah it has a special place in my heart oh I love that well I, I mean I don't I, I hate the person that obviously hurt you yeah but I love that this song helped you through it mm, for sure. <laughs> um, let's listen to it now um and yeah here it is Destiny's Child Bad Habit Love oh my it. god I love that song it's so good that whole album there is that that's their fifth and final album they kind of came back together after a bit of a hiatus like a bit of a comeback album and in 2004 and I remember you know similar to you probably in terms of when it came out and the age that I was I I loved that album it was so good mm. they're so empowering aren't they exactly yeah and I was I was reading up about this particular song knowing that it was one of your choices and the um one of the writers for the track was Beyonce's sister Solange oh. and then yeah and she produced the track as well which makes it lot of sense I think when you listen to it doesn't it mm. I mean I can relate to Solange so much because I decided this is gonna sound really silly but you know she's got Beyonce's her sister she's the star yet she's that like she created that song I mean how talented is she and like Bradley my brother is the star and like face of men's health and I'm the one that's plugging away it's his customer service I'm his ghostwriter. like I do so much for him that no one knows about so like that's made me love the song even more because I feel like the Sol- Solange Solange I don't want to say her name wrong and disrespect her but 
um I feel like the salons of the family <laughs> yeah but I think you're right and that's the thing as well is that so much of music when you really look into it there's so many stories behind each song and you're like mm. actually you know that band didn't write that song they took they took a line from this and they took a line from that and actually they've been clever to create that music but actually they're so they're such a big team and I think that must be yeah the same for you in the sense that like you say you know you're working away there so so hard but actually there's there's a big team behind each person mm. that, that creates that energy isn't there yeah absolutely absolutely um so now comes the time where I make a suggestion for you mm. um this is a this is really really difficult as well it gets harder and harder each guest I have because I don't want to choose a song that you wouldn't like but I want to find a song that you might not know okay. um so it's a band or kind of two guys who are former DJs um from Australia called Gypsy and the Cat um they have um a track called time to wonder and i i love this song i think it has a little bit of the folk kind of vibe but also with the sort of more produced stuff that we've talked about as well um it's not a strong female vocal which i initially went for because i think you remind me of you know someone who's fiercely driven and independent and knows what they want and is just you know striving to to get to that place in life Thank and i think you. that's really no it's really empowering for people to hear your story um but this is this I don't know why just I felt like a bit of a connection with the song and let's have a little listen to it you can tell me what you think they also supported Kylie Minogue because I was like if they're good enough for Kylie Kylie they're good enough for Kylie that's quite funny that's what I thought I'll take that yeah let's have a little listen to Time to Wonder as Gypsy and the Cat Yeah, that got that got me moving. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like a mixture of what, like what you said, but also a little bit of wham in there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I was trying to like create, you know, a cross section of all the years of music that we talked about, which is yeah. pretty much impossible. <laughs> yeah, but that that worked, and I can imagine like I can imagine someone dancing down the street to that song. Yeah, it's kind of, and I also, so what I loved as well about them is that they, so they basically were with a big record label. They were about to perform at Coachella and they pulled out last minute because they basically had a disagreement with their label. And I was like, yes. And then they created their own record label and went on to perform around the world. So they do have that very much. Yeah, that kind of thing where, you know, I might be a little fish in a big pond, but I'm still going to make my own decisions. Kind of. Yeah, I can really relate to that at the moment for sure. Um, and yeah, that just leaves me to say, Connie, you're, you know, thank you so much for sharing your stories and, and your music with me and with everyone today. And I just really appreciate your time. And um, I wish you well and your gorgeous family as well. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for having me as a guest. That's so different to what um, I normally talk about, but um, it was really, really special and sentimental. So thank you. That's a pleasure. Thanks, Connie. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming Minnesota. 
Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.